I was like, does it qualify as being an asshole if you're just to yourself? Ew. <laughs> like, he has bars. And I said, oh my God, <laughs> he's gonna make me work today. I would say it's more than a hobby, less than a career. Once it comes to that point to where people know what to expect from me, then it's just like, why even do it? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Thanks for the Invite podcast, TFTI, TFTI podcast, episode 96. 96. 96, yeah. And today we have a special one for you, somebody, a very special one, Some uh, something we've been looking forward to for a long time. And uh, God is good, and he, uh, you know, he blessed us with this great interview. So uh, so today we have uh, none other than uh, Houston's own uh, Cassette Coast. We got Cassette Coast on the Zoom today with a nice interview. Get Shout out to Cassette yes, Coast sir. being on. What's happening? What's happening? What's up, man? Good. What's good, all brother? Good, all good. H Town Zone Northside. There you go. Nice. Yeah, man. You look good, man. You look healthy, man. You look happy and healthy today, man. Look great. I feel happy and healthy, man. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. We got the Easter weekend coming up too, right now. Yeah, got most definitely. Got some extra days off coming. I love it. I'm getting excited for it. Y'all ready to uh go Easter egg hunting or what do y'all do? Yeah, I don't got no kids. These two guys got yeah. kids. Maybe they will. Yeah, yeah I got, we got some Easter egg hunting to do. Same. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we got three. I have three. Y'all have three, right, too, right, Lyrical? Yeah, Yeah, three. so it's a hey, handful. That's one of the things I miss from being a child is being able to decorate the eggs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it wasn't even about the Easter egg hunting, <laughs> like looking for the eggs. I didn't really care about that. But decorating them was cool to me. I thought that was I thought that was fly. See, we didn't get to decorate them. We were we were we were just getting the little candies, like the little Hershey's or the little jellies, and then we would go to like my friend's house, and they would have like years later, and they would have money in the eggs, and I was like, wow, rich people know how to live because I did not know that existed. I'm like, dang, hunting the yeah. money. So you might y'all say that decorating Easter eggs. eggs. Then I had the hard boiled eggs that you would like. <laughs> Oh, make a design yeah. with a wax crayon yeah. and then uh, dip yeah. it in the dye or whatever. Yeah. I forgot about those. So is that where your uh love for graffiti started? No. Uh <laughs> I got into graffiti, man. <laughs> like maybe somewhere somewhere along uh middle school. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even something that I just uh was really into. I just was amazed by other people that did it. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. And so I was, you know, try to draw a little something, try to draw my name or whatever. And, you know, I wasn't that good at it, but I just, I would rather draw something in my notebook than I would want to do my actual schoolwork. So just after a while, I, I guess I developed a skill. Man. That's good though. That's where you get you got creative at a very young age. Do you think that opened your mind to a lot more after that? Was the graffiti? Do you think that was the? I guess you could say like the gateway into the hip hop music world. Like you liking that, getting into that as an artist. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I was in the hip hop way early on. Okay. okay. I, I uh. So here's how I first thought that I wanted to be a rapper. I was eight years old. It was 1990. I was in the third grade. And in our class, the teacher had us read a book. And after we read the book, instead of writing a book report, 
the teacher asked us to write a song about it. And so I started writing a song to it. And then I got up in front of the class and I did my song. And it, you know, it was, I was eight years old. It yeah. was, I'm, I'm sure it was terrible, <laughs> but I don't know, just the act of writing a song and then performing it in front of people. I, I, I don't know. It just, I, it just grabbed me. And, and after that, I just kept doing it without, you know, writing about a book or something. I would just write lyrics mm-hmm. about whatever. Yeah. And ever since then, ever since eight years old, I never stopped. Man, just kept going. So it's like a full package, basically. Like you like the you liked the product, like the way of, like the beginning, the craft. So starting it and then finishing it and seeing the final product was like a good experience, and that's really what kind of drove you in there and performing it. Because I know that energy of like, you know, you can create, you can write a song. You know, we used to be artists. You know, well, me and Joe back back in the day, lyrical still is. But like knowing when we would write and then record the song was awesome but like actually performing it is a whole different energy so i guess that kind of opened that whole door for you was performing it at a young age at eight at that yeah yeah it was and and even you know being eight years old and not only am i performing it i'm performing it in front of all my friends in my class Mm -hmm. so that adds another layer of anxiety yeah definitely yeah you know like if 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 I bomb, I got to see them forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I probably did bomb, but in comparison to what everybody else did, I'm pretty sure I I, I did all right. <laughs> you killed it out of everybody there. Do you still feel that uh, do you still feel that way today, Coast, of like performing in front of like big crowds, the like the anxiety and the nervousness? Do you still get that? I know I don't really get it too much no more. There was yeah. a, a point in time where, yeah, I, I'm I'm such an introvert by nature, mm-hmm. and being in front of a large audience or just being in the middle of a large crowd gives me a lot of anxiety. And once upon a time, like I had to have a bunch of alcohol before I would get on stage, mm-hmm. you know, something to mellow me out. And now it's just become something where I can put myself on autopilot. Like I don't need to drink no more to perform. It's almost like I'm, it's almost like an outer body thing. Like I just send myself to perform. Meanwhile, my mind is not in the moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to think about, Oh man, I'm standing in front of all these people. What if I mess up? I don't want that thought. Yeah. So I project my mind somewhere else and my body is just on autopilot. Man. So what about like meet and greets? Do you still feel that like, do you get a little kind of weird whenever you have to go up and like talk to people and actually have conversations with people that you don't really know? Yeah. Meet and greets to me are a bizarre thing anyways, because I, I don't feel like I'm a celebrity or nothing like that. And for people to, go out of their way and make time to come and be where I'm at to take pictures and get an autograph and things like that. It's, I mean, I, I can't really wrap my head around it because <laughs> yeah. I don't see myself in that light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't see myself as being any different from 
whoever. It, it's crazy to hear that from you because, like, I definitely see you as a celebrity. I mean, you're an artist that, you know, I grew up grew up listening to, you know, thankfully to Joe introduced me to you. And so for you to say that, to not think, like, I don't understand people still, you know, coming up and getting autographs. Like, no, like, dude, like, I see, like, I know why, dude, you know, like, you are a celebrity in a lot of people's uh, eyes, dude. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where I guess you would have to be on the outside looking in yeah. to understand. But me, from the inside looking out, is just like, why? What's the fuss about? Mm-hmm. You know? You feel like you're just an artist making music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause after the meeting greets. I'll probably go get something to eat and then come home and chill. You know, it's not no extravagant. I'm not. I'm not turned up and you know, it's champagne flying everywhere. Not like that. It is. It is the vibe that everybody like gets that. though, for sure. Like everybody does that after you know, after an artist performs. You know, it's like they have to be living an extravagant life. Like there's no way they're going home and just chilling. Like it has to be extravagant, is what everybody thinks for sure. Yeah. No, and it's it's. I don't know. I I don't understand how how people come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you see things in music videos and you think, yeah. you know, that's how life is when the camera's cut. But I mean, honestly, who thinks that way? Yeah, I think it's definitely a lot of the the out. You know, people just the media. You know, like you just said, like when you go in the music videos and stuff, that's the way it's portrayed, and like that's all we see. It's like, oh well, it has to be this way. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, but it's know. not. <laughs> but you, uh, I want to touch on the. Uh, I guess how um, the Kilo. We interviewed a rapper named Kilo Artifact from Fort Worth. And, yeah, that's uh, my boy. Yes, sir. Yeah, I asked him about you, man. Yeah, I, I did shit a long time ago. I heard that y'all had like two songs together, and I was like, I was sh- uh, so shocked when I heard y'all too, because he was one of the guys I liked in you know the DFW area, and you were the ones I liked in Houston. So when I found out y'all two had a song, I was like, what? Like I was going crazy at that time. This was like maybe like ten years ago, but um, yeah, we got him on the interview, and then um, I posted that clip, the one that you saw. And I was a little nervous to post it because he said, uh, he mentioned the word ass, so he didn't call you that, but he said that he was warned. So I was like, man, I'm scared to post this because what if Coast might think we're calling him an asshole or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want yeah. it to come off like that. But uh, I didn't, uh, so you you get that a lot? Because I saw you uh, repost the video and you said, this is the second time this week I've been uh, mentioned as an asshole. Do you get that a lot? I don't get it a lot, but it just so happened that, yeah, yeah I Recently, before I heard Kilo say that, like mm-hmm. a couple weeks prior to that, the same thing happened. Yeah, like somebody yeah. somebody accused me of being an asshole just because I'm so, I'm as reserved as mm-hmm. I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why on Instagram I reposted that clip, and I was like, "Does it qualify as being an asshole mm-hmm. if you're just to yourself?" Because that's I'm an introvert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'll be the first one to say it. Like, I don't need, I don't need no doctor to diagnose me as an introvert. I'll be the first one and stand up and be like, this is just my nature. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So if people look at, if people take that and they think that I'm being an asshole because of it, it's like, 
it's like when you have a alcoholic, right? And they say it's a disease. Alcoholism is a disease. Mm-hmm. And other people look at it and they're like, well, he's just a drunk asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, which one is it? Yeah. Is he a drunk asshole or does it, or is this somebody that actually has like a yeah. confliction issue? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I I kind of feel it's in that same vein where am I an asshole just because I don't approach everybody? Yeah. Or is it just is this just part of my DNA, man? That yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just to myself. Mm-hmm. In any event, I'm not bothering nobody. I'm not hurting nobody. You know, I'm yeah. Like. You want to call me an asshole? That's, I guess that's okay. It says more about you than it does about me. Because, yeah, yeah. like I said, I'm just chilling. So does it so feel you weird? Want to, you want to pass judgment about me? Go ahead. Yeah. Does it don't feel weird? me at all. Yeah. Does it feel weird whenever, uh, like you said, you don't really look at yourself like a celebrity or anything, but like to see, like random clips on the internet of people having a conversation <laughs> about you. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a little strange, and then to see like people do the post reaction videos to my music and things like that. Yeah, it's a little it, it's an experience um, that I can't really compare to anything else. Um, and but I mean I guess it's what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. It's it's part of the job. Um, but yeah, it's it's not the type of thing that. You can just get used to like it's it's the same as when I post a video on YouTube and then you get people in the comments that just want to be funny and act like a troll and do that type of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. Like I read it, but I don't really take it to heart. I understand the purpose of it, mm-hmm. why they did it, why they think they're being funny or in the case of. If I'm watching an interview of two people and I get brought up, it's kind of that same type of thing where I understand this is more for show. This mm-hmm. is not like an intimate conversation that is just between two people. This yeah. is between two people in front of cameras. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I take that into consideration too. Yeah. So yeah, I was just, yeah, I was really nervous about uh, posting that clip, but we had made a clip. So I was, I'm just going to go ahead and post it. And I was hoping people yeah. would actually listen to the whole clip we posted. Cause if you listen to it, we're like praising you, but I, you know, a lot of people, they won't even look into the whole video. They just like read what it says and like, Oh, well they're calling him an asshole. And yeah. it was not the case at all. You know, a lot of people don't even yeah. like to. Yeah. No, but, sh- but shout out to Kilo man. And, and, if I could return the favor, because he did say some great things about me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could return the favor to him, I, I do recall the first time that he and I met. Um, you know, I, I would go to different cities and wind up in different people's studios and do features like that. And in this instance, I was in Fort Worth and we got called in to go do some features. And when we pull up, it was like a home studio. We pull up, I go in the house. Kilo is there. Some other people are there. I don't know any of them. But I'm already thinking, okay, I'm going to write this rap right quick, record it, and we out. Not a big deal. But then I heard Kilo. 
And this man was rapping like for real. <laughs> like he has bars. And I said, oh my God, he's going to make me work today. Yeah. Like I have to, I literally, I have to think about everything I'm writing right now. Like I have to oh, wow. pin this feature. It's not no autopilot, no brainer type of yeah. verse yeah. I can just write. Like I have to go in because this dude is hard. Oh, definitely. It was an immediate yeah, and, hit, and, hit on it then. And it was rare to come across people like that when I would mm-hmm. go and do features. Because a lot of people, especially in Texas, you know, they wanted to do the Texas type of music, but not Kilo. Yeah. Kilo was hip hop for real. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, okay, I'm going to pull out some wordplay and rhyme a thousand different words right now. <laughs> yeah, so he, I had my word cut out for me, but I, I respect him. I appreciate him for, for doing that because, like I said, it was far and few in between where it was artists like that that would actually forced me to step up and, and, and challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Damn. When you uh when you do like a feature or like yeah, when you do a feature, do you um prefer to like do it there in the studio with the other rappers there or do you prefer to have it at your house and take your time on it or what is it? The process. Nah, I, yeah. I prefer to do everything at in my own studio. Yeah. And it's it's nothing against you know, I, I understand the whole being in the same room as somebody else, excuse me, and bouncing ideas off of each other. Like, I get that. But I know how I am creatively. Like, when I'm in my own studio and I'm secluded by myself, I know I have the freedom to behave however I want to here. With no judgment. I can get on the microphone and just try some stuff that somebody that was observing me would be like, man, this dude is crazy. What is he doing? (laughs) And it might be for good reason. Like, it might be something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'll scrap it and try something else. But because I have the comfort of just being by myself, I can cycle through all these different ideas until I land on something that actually sounds good and if i were to be in a room with somebody else especially the other artists on the song and i'm Mm -hmm. feeling like man this is this dude's project you know i i don't want to experiment right here in front of them you know i'm gonna just be i'm gonna just you know uh like button up my collar and do it correctly yeah without trying to steer off the path you know what i mean yeah so yeah i I prefer to do things yeah uh when i'm alone that way i I can just be as as bizarre as i want to be yeah to yourself and really really like you said Mm -hmm. experiment there i was just curious like uh like somebody like you that has like a lot of songs that are like concepts and like actually touch on topics in your in your music like do you listen to a beat and let that decide where you go with that song or do you kind of have an idea in your head and then you kind of listen to beats to see what fits what your idea is no i i always listen to the beat first like i feel like the beat tells a story before a writer even touches it like you can you can tell when a certain track is 
like a summertime vibe. You can tell yeah. when it's something that's intended for mm-hmm. the ladies. You can tell when it's something that's supposed to be more grimy and for the streets. You can tell those things. But if you listen deeper, it'll actually tell you what the song is supposed to be about. You know, it can project your imagination somewhere to where you're suddenly looking around in an audio space. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. a picture is being painted, and all you have to do is write the words that describe what's being shown. Yeah. Yeah. So, besides music... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I hardly ever do I write something first and then try to find a beat that's going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So what inspires you besides music? You know, you're saying that because, like, it really feels like whenever you hear a beat, like, you really get, like, you go in, in it. You know, you're not just listening to it and you're like, oh, I'm going to rap this. Like, you're actually feeling it. Like, what else besides music do you get inspired from to, to bring that to the table? Um... I don't know, man. It's like I, I'm I'm real weird when it comes to putting music together mm-hmm. because first off, the beat has to be able to say something to me. But before I even get to that point, I don't know. Like the stars have to align to where I will actually feel like getting in the studio and being creative mm. because. If I go in the studio because I feel like I'm forced to, because I feel like it's my duty, my job. Yeah. Like I have to punch in and, or I have yeah. to clock in to work. Then it's going to reflect in my music. Yeah. And to me, it's just like it cheapens it. It makes it like I, I it make, I, I'd end up recording something I wouldn't even want to release. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to put out nothing that sounds forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, I, I for me it, it just it, it feels like the stars have to align to where I have the I, I'm in the mood and I I feeling like I want to be creative, and then the next step after that is actually finding the beat that's gonna talk to me because I might feel creative and I get in the studio and I'm going through beats and I don't find nothing and I'm like oh man well I tried and then <laughs> yeah, I just the turn track. around and walk right back out yeah. yeah you know what I mean so it's it's like. All these things have to have to align in a certain way for me to actually want to record something. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely shows because you're definitely talented and one of the you know a, a lyricist. You know, I know lyrical calls you a musician and a, a lyricist. Like you're definitely your music really does like speak a lot of like who you are as an artist. Like it's just so like and so you saying that like everything aligning like I, it really does show in your music. Yeah, appreciate that. A yeah. uh, qu- uh, quick question. Um, I wanted to know, so I know you, uh, you know, you like to sing a lot in your music. You've been singing for years in it, but I wanted to ask when you first started singing, were you like, were you nervous to like, like the first time you did sing on a song to maybe be nervous of what your peers thought or what other people thought? Cause I know like back in the day, it was like, you were like on tracks, like the Murderholic song and it sounded like, like some, like, you know, like the thug shit. So I was like, were you nervous to maybe start singing? Like th- what other people are gonna think about it? Span. Yeah. Yeah. No, not mm-hmm. really. Cause I mean, even in the old Murderholic stuff. Yeah. I was kind of playing with 
singing a little bit yeah. in that verse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was like the watch me weekend got me feeling life mm-hmm. is like a roller coaster. Like that ain't just rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? That there's a melody to it. Yeah. Um so even then, like that was the first actual recording of me that ever got released to the public. Mm-hmm. So if we look at that as the starting point, I was already kind of singing. I was already yeah. flirting with the idea of singing and rapping. Um, but then just through the years, you know, I'd yeah. sneak a little bit more of it into mm-hmm. my rhymes and a little bit more. And the next thing you know, I'm singing entire songs with yeah. no rap at all. And I guess just the way it naturally unfolded, it never felt weird. It just felt like a natural progression. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I was listening to um, like You're All In My Way, which was on the Brown by Honor CD, that You're All In My Way. That's been on my rotation like since it since the album dropped. Like I love that damn song. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, so something like that. When you write something like a You're All In My Way, is that something like that's you're writing off personal experience, or are you just bringing the, coming off the brain with that off the top? Uh, it's a mixture of both. Yeah. Like, like songs like that, where it it appears as if I'm talking about somebody directly. Yeah. Majority of the time, that's not the case. What I'm talking about is a mixture of probably different people, just different uh, emotions that you know, they come back to me as I'm working on a song mm-hmm. and, you know, where I'll be like, okay, I'm writing about this. And then I remember, oh yeah, this person did this to me. <laughs> yeah. I'll add that in there, man, this other person. Yeah. And I'll add that. But it, at the end, it sounds like it's all about one person. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. But it's just like a whole soup of just random <laughs> ideas that, uh, well, I mean, real life. Yeah. 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 But you know, it just all compiled and combined into one one track like that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, sounds great, man. Like it's like I'll be singing it in the car, like trying. To, I don't can't sing, but I try to sing it. Like it's man, it's just like it gets me in that makes you feel yeah. like if you if you've ever had you know, uh, oh, you know yeah. a woman who's you know not done some good things, you it, you'll feel that shit. Oh, for you'll sure, you'll feel that. <laughs> so that's why I, that's one of the one of my favorites from you right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I will say, uh, and I want to jump to like back when Joe introduced me because I definitely I was introduced to you from um, mixtapes and it was uh, the first time I ever heard you was on uh, Thinking Out Loud no it wasn't Thinking Out Loud it was uh, because at the time I was going through a lot and it was a mixtape song it was called Baby Mama Drama and I was young (laughs) oh yeah I was 17 years old so I'm going through this whole like Baby Mama Drama like I'm going through which is she's now my wife but like it was crazy because that song like <laughs> spoke to me so much. And like I had that song, the whole album, and that was the first time got introduced to Coast and you singing. Yeah. Like, so, so whenever Joe's, you know, Joe was saying how like, oh, was it nerve wracking? Like you coming out and, you know, from rapping to singing. But I was definitely introduced to you as the singer because you were the one that stuck out. And I was like, who is this man? You know, like, who's this guy singing on this song? Like, holy shit. And I just want I don't let you know that like that baby mama song and you singing on there like Joe's right. Like. You get that right singing, dude, and you're feeling it, man. It's like, man, yeah. that hits, dude. Like, that one really got me right there, man. <laughs> Can I tell you something interesting about that song? Yeah. So that song was on uh, Nauf Part 2 mm-hmm. with uh, me and Lucky and Stunna, and it was put together by Eddie DeVille, the DJ Eddie DeVille. Mm-hmm. Um, so the song is Baby Mama Drama. I don't have any kids. 
<laughs> but I've got two verses on Wait, that song where I'm talking about what? baby mama drama. Yeah. <laughs> but actually what I'm talking about is I had a conversation with Eddie DeVille mm-hmm. and he was going through some things mm. with two different baby mamas. And so the first verse that I wrote was about the mother of his firstborn. The second verse was about the mother of his second. Wow. Those were, were, I wrote those for him. For him? (laughs) For him to have like an outlet, you know, because he don't rap. Yeah. Yeah. He he DJs. So those stories are 100% real. They're just not my stories. They're his. You know what I mean? And if I remember correctly, his baby mamas were not very happy with me over there. And I didn't even know them girls. I didn't know them, but they caught wind. You know what I'm saying? They were like, wait a minute. This sounds extremely familiar, this situation he's talking about. You know? And, yeah, I don't think they were too happy with me oh, after wow. that. But, it, I mean, it made for a good song. Amazing song. An amazing song. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that was an amazing song. Yeah. Still to this day. So I want to ask, like, because a lot of uh, rappers, you could kind of see them grow, like, lyrically over time. But I feel like the first time I heard you was probably in 02, maybe. And uh, a friend of mine was playing a a CD that he had burned. And I remember listening to, it was a Juan Gotti song that was on. And then, like, the next song started and i didn't recognize it and it was uh jezebel and then Mm. like i was like man who the hell is this like just the way that you came out and you were like using all these like multi-syllable rhymes and everything and it was like well shit you were always like really good from the very beginning like was there like a time to where you were like kind of doubting that like "Ah, i don't know if this is very good or not um no, I wouldn't say I I, I doubted my skill set. Um, if anything, there were moments where I doubted if I wanted to actually rap at all or create music at all. But that was more a reflection of what my personal life had going on. Um, not so much as who I was creatively. Um, I'm very confident in my music, but I know that that's not what life is always about, you know, because like I said, these people, when they come to the meet and greets and see me and whatever image of me that they have in their mind, that's one thing, but I'm a person outside of that, you know, and I go through things on my own. And a lot of times I feel defeated to where I'm like, you know what? I just want to wash my hands of whatever I got going on and I want to start something fresh. I want to start new. You know, I just want to switch up and go down a different path. And so it's been more than one time where it's like I'm, music, I, I'm, I'm done with it. You know, it's happened a few times. Even recently it's happened. But I always find my way back to it. Um, it's just, it's, to me, it's more than, more than a, I would say it's more than a hobby, less than a career. I, it's somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that might sound uh, uh, some kind of way to people that see me as being an artist or, uh, you know, a rapper or a H-Town legend, Hispanic, you know what I'm saying? For me to say more than a hobby, less than a career. But like I said, just being human, sometimes I feel that way. Like a lot of times I'm just like, man, I'm getting older. I don't, you know, ain't no health benefits in being a rapper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need to, I need to do something. You know, I want to build my credit, do all that. If I want to have a family one day, you know what I'm saying? I got to get things lined up for that. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, uh, sometimes being overly realistic Mm -hmm. will cause me to divert my, Mm. My momentum somewhere else. Yeah, but I always find my way back. No, that's great to hear. Yeah, I'm glad you find yeah your way back for sure into it. It's 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 you know it's it's really crazy to hear that from you from you know coast because you're this you know this legend and stuff and so to hear like how you do have this reality at times of being like oh you know like I have to understand these things like it puts a reality check for me too because I definitely do have a a, a image of, of artists from outside. I'm just like oh shit like. No, everyone's just, it really is just a human. Everyone's just a person. They all, it's all real life. It's not just this image of what everybody thinks that everyone is like. It's, every, you know, everyone really is dealing with real things. And so, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you, you know, you really said that because it helped in my eyes right now, like for sure. Yeah, yeah man. And, it, and that's why music ain't always about being in the streets. It's not always about shiny things and mm-hmm. cars and this and that, you know. A lot of times my music is going to talk about what, I'm actually going through. It's gonna reflect real life. It's it's gonna speak about why people might not hear from me as often as they think they should. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes. Oh, I won't say sometimes. Most of the time, music for me is that outlet to vent. Where I, it's, I'm not going to see a therapist. I'm going in the studio. Yeah. And that's my therapy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a good way to to bring out the for sure the, the therapy to get everything out, put it on paper, and that's you. You're actually going there, and that's how you you feel good doing it there. Like you said, as an introvert, you got to find your ways to release yourself without putting yourself out there where you're like, ah, oh, this isn't my element, and then you don't really get to express yourself like you'd want to. And so finding the booth and doing it that way, I think that's that's an awesome way to do mm-hmm. it. Man. Hey, Coast. Um, I want to speak about for a few minutes about the uh, the Beautiful Monsters album. I've been hearing been hearing a lot about it. Is that a uh, is that gonna s- coming out anytime soon? Maybe. Yeah. So the Beautiful Monsters album, it's done. Um, right now, we're we're playing with the idea of because it's uh, as it stands, it's fourteen songs. Mm-hmm. We're playing with the idea of splitting it up into two parts and making two seven-song EPs out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or just putting it all out as one complete album. Um, and we're on the fence about that. Me, personally, I'm more leaning towards I just want to put it, put it all out in its entirety because yeah. that's the way I intended it to sound. Mm-hmm. But I also understand the other side of... of uh, how it would be beneficial to put it out as two separate EPs where each part 
part one and part two would have its own budget as far as marketing and shooting videos for you know it would end up having more videos if i if i release it in two different parts Mm -hmm. you know what i mean whereas if i just put it out all at once i might shoot a video or two yeah but if i split it up i might shoot four or five videos Mm -hmm. you know because it's just the budget will be split that way yeah so uh yeah, it, it's something that's being discussed right now. But in the meantime, I've also got another another project that I'm getting ready to release. It's a, it's an EP, the VEP, mm-hmm. and this one is more. It, it's it's less about rap. It's more about um, singing, and more specifically about nice. singing for females, songs for females, <laughs> um, not. Not in a degrading sense like that. You're all in my way song. Yeah, that song is, that song is, is 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 kind of bad. Like if you're on the receiving end of that song, it's a good song to listen to. But if you're on the receiving end of that song, yeah, it's like fuck. You gonna feel it? It's probably been dedicated to a lot of a lot of, a lot of yeah. Ladies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, the, every uh, the stuff that I'm working on on this VEP, it's 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 more along the lines of showing appreciation. To women, women. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's by design too, you know. Because, man, for the longest, my core fan base has just been a bunch of dudes, and that's cool. That's fine. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) We have a girl back there. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's 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 fine. I I appreciate anybody that that would ever show my music any attention, but. I just feel like, man, after all these years, I kind of been leaving out a specific demographic, and it just so happens to be females. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I wanna, I wanna try to make right on that, and um, do something that, that caters to them, and maybe get, get more female followers on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I do release Beautiful Monsters, you know, it, it'll just impact that that much more people. Yeah, oh, and nice. on the uh, Beautiful Monsters, um. Is there a specific uh, specific coast that we're gonna get on that? Like, is it more? Cause you have a lot of bags. I feel like you can. You, I can go into this bag to this bag. Is there like a specific coast that's gonna be on that? The Beautiful Monsters album, or um, no, it's 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 a mixture. Okay. Uh, I would say I'm rapping more on Beautiful Monsters than I was on my previous album, Livelihood. Mm-hmm. Livelihood, I did a lot of singing on it. I did some, I did a fair amount of rapping on it too. But Beautiful Monsters is more equally distributed rapping and singing Mm -hmm. than anything. Yeah. And uh, with this album, like, which you, which, uh, do you feel like maybe is this your best work to date? Like, do you feel with each project you put out, okay, this is my best work right here? Is that anything? Um. No, I, I I don't I don't look at things that way. Okay. Um. Here's what I will say. So, with my previous project, Livelihood, that was like a bucket list project for me, to where I wanted to put out an album where I was toying with different genres of music. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some songs that that lean more towards like country. There's some songs that lean more towards rock music. You know, of course, mm-hmm. there's hip hop, there's R&B. Um, there's like, uh, 
There's a song on there that sounds a lot like folk music. So that was a that was a bucket list album in that sense for me, and that was livelihood. As far as beautiful monsters goes, it's not a bucket list album. Um, to where I'm setting out to achieve this overall thing about it, but it's not to say that I came any less or I've cheapened anything behind it, you know, in my approach. I still approached every single song on this Beautiful Monsters album as if I want this song to be a single. Mm. You know, it's 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 not like, okay, I want this to sound like a country song or I want this to sound like a rock song. No, I just want it to sound like a good song. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so Beautiful Monsters, in my opinion, is just a collection of good songs. Yeah. You feel like every album is kind of, uh, like, not like, because I know Joe was saying, like, you're getting better and better, but it's it's more of the, it's just the different stages of your life that, that album was portraying, maybe, and that's kind of, in a sense, why you can't, you don't really agree with, uh, you don't get better and better because you feel like you're just, you're just being the artist and putting out the good music you can at that time and at the moment of how you're feeling and the things you're going through. And maybe that's how every album kind of is a little bit different. Yeah. And I, I said in an interview once with, uh, I think I said it in a Smooth Vega interview. Shout out to Smooth, Shout out Smooth Vega. Um, I, don't, I don't ever want to get to the point to where I find myself as an artist to where I know what my sound is. Because then I'll get comfortable and once I get comfortable and I feel like I have this certain sound about me, I just lose passion for it because it's like I'm just repeating the same thing over and over. Like, how many different ways can I make the same song at that point? Yeah. So I don't ever want to come to the point where I feel like I found my sound. Yeah. I, I, I want to always try to test myself i always want to try to do something i've never done make a song that sounds like something outside of anything you've ever heard from me Mm -hmm. um and if i approach it like that then it keeps it fun for me yeah but if if once it comes to that point to where people know what to expect from me then it's just like why even do it like i already gave you the album that you like yeah you know what i mean I don't want to give you different versions of the same album. Yeah. You know, I was just, I, I, I want, I want to be able to walk away from this. When I do finally walk away, I want to say I walked away as an artist, not uh, I want, I walked away as just a rapper guy. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I definitely do feel like you're an artist and stick out from rappers. Uh, and you know, going back a little bit back then, but like you had that, when that whole Houston era was coming out with all the Hispanic rappers, uh, you had the, you had that sound where it was like from Houston, but a lyricist and like something that it's like, how do you, how do you have that like Texas sound, but not at the same time where it's like, Oh snap. Like he's from Texas, but he sounds like this, like this is wild. And I think that was something that unique that you did that stuck out was just being different than a lot of the, you know, and shout out. I love the Houston music, you know, scene for sure. But it was sounding different and sticking out where you did. That's why I, a lot of people do consider you a, an artist and not just a rapper. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, in the same way that we opened up this interview, you know, it's it's Coast from Ace Town, and mm-hmm. I jumped out there and said, "Yeah, North Side." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I rep Ace Town, and I rep the North Side, mm-hmm. but I spent a lot of my time listening to East Coast hip hop. A lot of time listening to West Coast hip hop. I spent a lot of time, like, uh, my mom was real heavy into rock music. My dad was real heavy into blues music and all of this stuff gets incorporated into what I do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of expected to, for me, whenever I, I make music of my own, you know, they say no idea is original. I'm pulling from things I've heard in my past whenever I make these songs. But when I do them, I do them as a dude from the north side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you get that identity of Houston, a Houston artist, but it just don't sound like the other Houston artists. It sounds like a Houston artist is on a completely different wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's cool to me because it's, it's, to me, it's, it's, it feels like I've kind of chiseled out my own lane to where ain't nobody doing what I'm doing. Definitely. And I like it that way. Yeah. Because who is my competition? Yeah, for real. (laughs) If anything, I'm chiseling this path for other people that want to come through and try to, play with creativity as well like hey man you don't have to sound like just one thing check me out look what i was doing you could try the same thing you might end up doing something way better than i did yeah but i'm glad i i you know i'm glad i put my neck out there and did it yeah open the door Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm i like that that. yeah and and personally for me that makes me glad i'm from texas when i throw in a coast song and you you just mm-hmm. bust out saying coming down breaking boys off because we from Texas and then you you know then you go into your thing it makes me proud that I'm from Texas because we have someone like you rapping the way you do and they're yeah. just like ah oh, Texas he represents Texas yeah yeah like, where's Coast yeah. from he's from Texas or Houston yeah. where well, you can tell like yeah. you said you can tell you're from yeah. Texas you can tell you're from Houston but you have your own unique sound where yeah, it's just definitely. like oh, that's an artist from Houston but that's his own artist definitely yeah right I love that shit yeah. I was just curious that, uh, like, whenever I would tell people about you, like, even in the beginning, like, this song that I would play for people was uh, not meant to be together because it kind of showcases the singing and rapping, and then it evolved into showing people Slip Symphony because that's, like, where you're just, like, fucking ripping the shit out of that beat. And then, like, just, like, different songs. But, like, if somebody were to, like, text you, and say, hey man, I'm telling this person about you. Send me one of your songs. Oh, that's a good question. Like, what like song that. would you send them? Um. Hmm. Excellent question. Uh, yeah. let me see. <laughs> man. I okay. So, I kind of feel like this question is in a sense the same as asking what do I feel my favorite song of my own is. <laughs> um, 
And so in that regard, I would say one of them would be Stay Low. It's a song I did called Stay Low. And that, and that song is extremely conceptual. Um, and it's probably, like, I nerd out over that song more than people maybe understand. Because it's, it's, it's conceptual to the point to where you wouldn't know what I'm talking about if you take the lyrics at face value. It's 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 a metaphor, um, but that would consist of me having to explain it to somebody. Um, man, what was one of the first songs I sent you? Yeah, you got the question. Purple, purple. My homegirl Jess loves this song I got called Purple, and it's not even on a project. Like I never put it on an album or anything. I just threw it out as a single. Yeah. And she loves that song, and no, I've I've gotten a lot of compliments on that song, Purple. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another one too. That's kind of like it it blurs the line of rap and and singing, in just this smooth way, to where at the end when you just stand back and listen to it, it just sounds like a good song. It doesn't sound like, uh, you know, one genre or the other. Mm-hmm. It just sounds good. Yeah. So but yeah, maybe I I would probably tell people to listen to Purple, okay. or if they wanted to hear just some rapping, you could check out the Upside Down. Yeah, I'm just Great going one. nuts on that song. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Hey, uh, quick question. Uh, that song three thirty four a.m. Was that really wrote at three thirty four a.m. Or did you just call it that, or did you record it at the time? Uh, yeah, three thirty four a.m was when I finished the song, when I finished writing the song, yeah. I wrote it in my kitchen. Yeah. In a small one bedroom apartment. And after I wrote the last bar on that song, I checked to see what time it was and that's what time it was. And I just wrote it at the top mm-hmm. of my page as if I was writing the date, you know how you would in school yeah. or whatever. You put today's date at the top corner or whatever. Well, that's what I put. I put 3.34 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have an actual title for the song. So when we got in the studio and the engineer was like, all right, what are we going to call it? I was like, shit, I don't know. 3.34 a.m. <laughs> yeah. is what I have written here. Mm-hmm. So that's just what it came out to be. There's no reference to that time in the song or nothing. Yeah. That's just how it was on my on my lyric sheet. Mm. You feel like sometimes you have songs that you that you do that you're just kind of like, I just you're like, I just wrote it. I just did it, threw it out. And people are just like analyzing the shit out of like, man, this is what he means. And you're just like, no, I literally meant just that. And it's like, but they have to they like really want to analyze because it's like there's a bigger, deeper meaning than what you actually meant. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of of a, a scenario off the top of my head, but I know it has happened before. To where somebody has pointed out lyrics to me that are of, of my own yeah. and yeah. said, man, that was so genius <laughs> how you said this and it relates to this and that. And I didn't even mean for it to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn, that's wow. You know, but I try to play it off like, yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did that. I did that. Yeah. Oh, you, caught that? Not, yeah. you know, that wasn't the intention. But no, when that happens, it's super cool because it's like... It, as being the artist, I can never listen to a co-song 
for the first time like anybody else can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I actually sat there and wrote it. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to listen to one of my songs, you know, uh, without ever hearing it before. Mm-hmm. But when somebody points out something to me like that, and they're like, "Man, this lyric, it, it, it it's like a metaphor to this," and I didn't real, I didn't even realize it. I did that. Mm-hmm. To me, I get that feeling like I'm listening to my to my music for the first uh-huh. time. Cause I get to see it in a different light yeah. that I didn't even connect those dots before. Yeah. There, so I like when that happens. Yeah. There has to be some like subconsciously in your brain that does it without even realizing. And then like, cause even later when the people do point it out, like you go like, Oh yeah. But there has to be something that clicks that goes like, you know what? I guess I kind of did mean it that way without even realizing. And you know what? Yeah. Like that's, that's exactly what it means. Like, and it just that little small, like it, it has to be something in there. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm. And um, what about uh, mixtapes, Coast? I know you had the Thinking Out Loud. You had that. Do you ever it's plan amazing. on getting back on any mixtapes, maybe in the near future? No, I um, I think in the future. So there's a couple. There's a couple things that will probably end up happening in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I will probably get away from doing albums or mixtapes or just bodies of work like that entirely and i'll just throw out singles Mm -hmm. because right now here's here's one of my problems that people well here's one of the complaints that people have with me i don't release music often enough Mm -hmm. it's not that i don't have music i just be hoarding it because i'm trying to compile a project out of it and i know i shouldn't be that way so i think moving forward probably after the beautiful monsters project I'll kind of get more into just putting out one-offs, like singles here and there. It might not ever be tied to a project, but it's just something I can put out in the moment. That way it's not like, man, I ain't heard a song from Coast in two Mm -hmm. years. Nah, I gave you one last month. I'm going to give you one next month. Yeah. You know, it's not a project. Yeah. But it's me being consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... One avenue that I'll, I'm, I may be going down. The other one is I may, well, I won't say I may. I more than likely will start doing more uh, faith-based music with Lucky because he's, he's nice. showing me the ropes and, and that whole aspect of creating music. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, it's it's new to me. And I'm not as educated uh, as Lucky is when it comes to that topic of of faith and, you know, music of worship. Mm -hmm. But as long as I have him to disciple me and show me the ropes... I kind of want to explore that more because it's like I said, I don't ever want to get to the point to where I know who I am artistically. Like I I know what I sound like. I don't ever want to get to that point. And I've never done music like this before. Mm-hmm. So to me, this is like a new endeavor. Mm-hmm. This is something that's sparking creativity all over again. It's making me feel like this is uncharted waters for me. Mm, and so okay. I want to explore that. 
Yeah, get out to get out the comfort zone to yeah try something new. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I I never um you know because well growing up like you never really think that a lot of these artists you know are gonna go into the Christian rap, um you know or like in that in that er- in that type of um avenue. So it's crazy like to see like Lucky going into that and then seeing you go into that, which is exciting though because like you said like it is something new. It is uh untouched water like where you're going and you're like oh snap like this is something new where we're gonna hear a whole new coast and a whole new like just you be something that we never heard before which is gonna be great man i'm really excited to see that definitely yeah and 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 here's one thing that i will say too and there's probably a lot of people that have this misunderstanding that i did when you think of christian rap you think of i don't know just church in a song yeah which yeah for the most part that's what it is but it's 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 not like the music is leaving out anything. Like it's there's still music about the struggle that we all had to go through. Like all the hardships that you heard me talk about in my mixtapes prior to now, you can still find those topics in Christian hip hop mm-hmm. and Christian rap music. Like people talk about that. But the problem is we can talk about the things that brought us down all we want. But with Christian rap, you can talk about what brought you down, but don't leave it like that. Advertise a way that people can get themselves out of those situations. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Don't leave people feeling hopeless. Leave people feeling like there is hope. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the struggles, but talk about also how you can overcome them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about dragging people down. It's about uplifting people. Yeah. Yeah, that that's an excellent way of putting it. I yeah. never I never <laughs> saw it like that. So you you explaining Same. it that way makes like and yeah, I've never seen it that way. And I think when other people hear that the way you just said it, that they'll be more interested yeah. in going into listening to it. Yeah. So that yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really cool, man. And there's some talented, talented artists out there, man. Mm -hmm. A lot of people be sleeping on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) No, go, no, go, no, no, go, go, go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just excited about it. And like I said, I, I got, I got lucky, and and he's always been like a brother to me. I got him, pretty much guiding me through it mm-hmm. showing me how it's done like he comes over to the house all the time and he's recording stuff just for his own i'm not featuring on it or nothing like that he'll come over and record complete songs mm-hmm. and i'm just here soaking it all up you know what i'm saying yeah and it's 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 good for me to be exposed to that type of thing yeah because once he leaves and i'm still here Hey, I still got the studio up. I still got, you know, the computer running. Let me try something. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just that whole thing. Uh, it, when the stars align and the music is saying something to me, mm. I'm going to approach it like that. But I'm going to always make sure that no matter what I'm talking about, it's going to circle around to giving people hope. I, I like love that. that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a different way to look at it because I was never really into, you know, Christian rap and Christian music, but. Uh, not c- just against it, but because you're right, they just gets a bad rap just for no reason. Just in general, people just look at it and it's like, oh, this is what it's about. And 
it's just church music and that's it. But like you putting it that way, definitely really. Oh shit. Like, yeah, you, cause you do, we do listen to rap and I go into that or music in general. And I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm depressed and I want to get more depressed. And then there's nothing that leads me out of that song. I'm just depressed still. And I don't know why, but, and you crave it, but like you hearing that where it's like, you know what, let's get a little bit of that depression. You know, you're right. Okay. But then let's get uplifted at the end. You know, like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. You get it. Mm -hmm. You get it. That's good dope. Can't wait for that, man. I can't wait for that. Any, uh, I think we're about an hour. Any last questions? Lyrical? Um, Yeah. Anything? Nothing. Yeah, man. Uh, we're at the end of our, our show coast and, um, dude, it was awesome having you on here, man. It has been, I mean, I mean, we were kids, bro, listening to you. So it's, it's crazy to, to have you here. And as, as, as kids, like growing up being now being like, wow, like getting coast on here. So, you know, thank you, you know, seriously for being on here. It's such an honor to have you as a guest. Yeah. And a shout out to your, shout out to your manager too, Jessica. She was very helpful in setting the whole thing up. So She's a real MVP. She yes. helped us all out. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Yeah. <laughs> she was awesome, man. Yeah, shout out to Jessica. Yeah, shout out to her, man. She was awesome. So, yeah, man. Uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I said, thanks for coming on, man. We had a great time. I hope you had fun, too. And maybe in the, if you ever come down to the DFW, maybe we can get you in studio and do one do a, yeah, a live podcast or something. So that would be great, too. Yeah, ain't no thing, man. Yeah. We ain't too far away. Of yeah, course, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah we'd be down course man but yeah man we really appreciate it um yeah we'll be in touch again because i would i love to we'd love to do a part two uh and if you're not in dfw we'll go down to houston we already know we can do that uh um, ready but we appreciate you uh coming on coast uh is any final oh, words yeah yeah you want to shout out anything uh man anybody? final words i would just say a beautiful monsters on the way the vep coming super soon mm-hmm. um yeah man shout out to y'all and shout out to Texas, man. Already, shout out to sir, everybody sir. in Texas doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to be, uh, trying to have their own identities, man. Keep that up. You know, let's 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 try to get this this Texas wave back, man. Let's Definitely, show people yes. that we ain't just all about the same thing down here that we was 15, 20 years mm-hmm. ago. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's advertise ourselves as being something that nobody expected. Definitely. Amen to that. I love for that. Sure. I love yeah. That. Wise words. Wise yeah, words. Let's do that. But uh, yeah. but all right, Coast man. Well man, I hope you have a blessed night, man. Have a good night, man. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll catch you around. And we're just gonna we're gonna end off the show. Usually we just say, uh, man, I forgot what we say again. To end the show. Uh, <laughs> we just say uh, when we have a guest. That's why. That's why we forget the ending. Go ahead, Joe. No, we just say thanks for accepting our invitation. So. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So you on there, but we just all say thanks for accepting our invitation and. Uh, so, all right, well, thanks everybody for joining us and thanks, thanks for, for accepting, accepting our, our invitation. invitation.